0: Aloha. Welcome to Global Yoga Flow Podcast. In this podcast, we continue exploring the Samadhi Pada, the first chapter of the four-chaptered book called Patanjali's Yoga Sutras. In this podcast, we'll explore sutras five through eight of this first chapter. We're looking at the mind and what colors it or distorts it, and practices and awarenesses that can help keep it a clear channel between our unlimited flow of creative life force energy, prana, and our physical experience. So again, the samadhi pada is the path of remembering our natural joy and our creative power, our samadhi. Rather than something to attain, samadhi is our most natural state and our essential nature. So we're looking into what obscures or cloaks our joy and power so we can get good at uncloaking and remembering it. And the master of cloaking is the mind. Patanjali is helping us get a grip on how our mind works so we can be the master of the mind rather than the mind being the master of us. So the Samadhi Pada invites us to study the nature of the mind and to gently train it to enhance rather than limit our lives. In other words, the Samadhi Pada is the path of harmonizing the mind with the flow of our Samadhi, our natural joy and power. All right, let's look at Yoga Sutra chapter one and Sutra five. I'll do my best with the Sanskrit, but I invite you to find some online MP3s to get the real authentic Sanskrit pronunciation of these sutras. Sutra five, vrittaya panchataya, klishta aklishta. This sutra is saying there are five fluctuations or five ways the mind flows, and they may affect us positively or negatively. Very simple sutra. So here Patanjali is laying some groundwork and reminding us that the mind is not always getting in the way. It can actually be positive and helpful. It can also enhance our lives depending on how we are focusing it. We have five basic ways that the mind flows and we're about to hear what they are. He's getting us ready. As we learn them, we can be mindful that these patterns can stem from positive impulses of the heart or fear-based negative impulses. And being aware of the pattern themselves is not enough. We must also be aware of the emotional field from which they arose so we can understand whether or not they're going to get in the way of the samadhi or they might go with the flow and enhance our samadhi. Okay, let's move on. Yoga Sutra six from chapter one. Pramana, viparyaya, vikalpa, nidra, smritayaha. So here Patanjali is laying out these five ways that the mind works. And it's really helpful to wrap your mind around the way that your mind works and this is this is so interesting we have to sort of rise above the mind flow in order to observe it from that higher place to really get a grip on it so the five ways that the mind flows are correct perception meaning we're looking clearly at something we've thought it through we've studied it we've checked it out we've asked some valid sources about it right correct perception good thinking. yeah. Incorrect perception. and This is usually when we jump to conclusions. We just see one little bit of evidence and then we fill in the rest. And the way we fill in the rest is often clouded by my old um, belief systems, right? Incorrect perception is the second way the mind tends to flow. The third, imagination. And this is as you know, very powerful. Imagination. We can use the mind to move ourselves into something that has, has never been seen before or something that isn't right in front of us. Imagination is a tool of the mind. One of the five ways it flows. The fourth is simply deep sleep. That is a state of the mind. And memory. Remembering something from the past. So again, these five ways that the mind flows. Correct perception, incorrect perception, imagination, sleep, and memory. But let's look at them quickly before we move on. In in terms of the the five can be either positive or negative, as he said in Sutra Five, right? They can affect us positively or negatively. Correct perception, right? Correct perception. You can look at your bank account and the bills that you have and say it is correct perception that I owe more than currently I have, right? But if this is where the mind is focusing over and over rather than moving on to, hmm, what are some solutions to get me out of this stuck place and back into the flow, that correct perception could be negative. If we're niggling at the problem even though it's correct but all we're doing is niggling at the problem and not getting into the creative flow of the solution that correct perception that way the mind flows could be affecting us negatively right but also correct perception could be something that from the positive impulse is helping us move along and advance and expand and find solution okay incorrect perception uh, uh, that one is pretty clear how it affects us negatively. If we're not willing to look clearly at what's right in front of us, it's very difficult to make intelligent decisions about how to move forward from there. That's pretty clear. But how could incorrect perception actually be positive? Well, have you ever had somebody who, when you're sick or perhaps Um, struggling in some way, is just refusing to see your sickness. They're seeing beyond the limitation, whatever it is, and they're seeing you healed, empowered. They're seeing you back into your seat of goodness and glory, and that quote-unquote incorrect perception is actually helping you move yourself beyond the limitations and return to your power or your well-being. So it's really interesting, these, the, all five of these ways the mind's flow, mind flows depending on intention can be positive or negative. Imagination, now this one's pretty clear. We've all imagined horrible scenarios that have made a shudder inside, right? So this is the way the mind flows with imagination that could be negative. And also, we've all had wonderful fantasies using our imagination uh, to um, bring to mind, to form visions of something wonderful. And this is uh, the positive aspect of that way of the mind flow. Sleep, of course, we've had deep sleep, many of us hopefully, (laughs) that has taken us to wonderful places of ease, surrender, relaxation, and trust, and maybe even fantastic dreams or out-of-body experiences. And many of us have also had really uncomfortable sleep where um, tormented dreams are coming or or we just can't get comfortable and the mind is agitated and squirmy. So the positive and negative flow of sleep we understand. And then memory, right? You, you, you know, that saying that you can recreate, you can recreate your childhood. You know, the, the way that we remember things can be shifted right, we can choose to remember things from the negative or the positive, and we can, we can, and often when we do um, learn from the school of hard knocks, so to speak, then, then memories that used to torment us, we can look back on and say, you know, that really helped me become who I am right now so that memory actually used to drag me down and now it's uplifting I've changed my perspective right so even memory can have its positive and negative flow depending on again that seed of emotion or that seed of intention that surrounds these uh, mind fluctuations so let's move on yoga sutra chapter one sutra seven Pramanani. So here, Patanjali is saying let's look deeper at correct perception because that is a really powerful tool. Let's look at how we can develop correct perception. He says, the sutra interpretation is, Correct perception is derived from direct experience, spiritual texts, inference, or proven facts. Now this, I love this one because here Patanjali is telling us you got to look at the science and you got to look at the spirituality and know that they are not mutually exclusive. He's saying that, that within each thing that we study, there is the form, the science of the form, and there is the mystery of the energy or the source of that form. Look at both. And then he's saying your direct experience is your true teacher. This is, this is a fabulous trilogy here. It's, it's helping us develop our personal correct perception, correct meaning what's going to bring out the best in you, Right? it's it's not correct isn't some idea of right that's outside of us that's so important and and we might instead of saying correct perception we might say most appropriate or life enhancing perception but he's saying this trilogy these three um ways of of developing your mind and your knowledge are are all equally important and should be involved in the mind development okay in correct perception and one is basically science inference proven facts do some research talk to some experts study read a little yeah science and then he's saying spiritual texts look below the science to the energy why is it important how is it going to enhance your life how is it going to bring out the best in your community in your family And what in the long run, when you're on your deathbed, looking back at the legacy you've left, how is this going to be involved? that's really the spiritual aspect. And then move into it and let direct experience continue to refine this knowledge. Well, I tried it out and I needed to adjust it a little because it wasn't really working or conditions have changed. So through direct experience, I'm going to continue to make refinements. And, and, and here, we're starting to understand that truth and perception, and correct perception, are always in flux. We can never nail something down and say, this is the fixed, correct way. Because everything is shucking, and jiving, and throbbing, and pulsing, and expanding. So this is an ongoing way that we, we work with our minds to keep shifting perception to bring out the best in us. And we do it through science, right? Inference and proven facts. We do it through studying the spiritual aspect, the source and emotional aspect of of things we're perceiving and thinking through. And then we go into direct experience, the true teacher. Really beautiful sutra. Okay, Yoga Sutra eight from chapter one, the Sanskrit. Viparyaha So here, Patanjali is saying, let's take a look at incorrect perception. He says, incorrect perception, this is the interpretation, is illusion based on false beliefs that have been observed, accepted, and embraced. This is such a powerful sutra. Here, Patanjali is saying, be aware of how the mind tends to practice thoughts over and over until they become belief systems and root themselves deeply in your mind and you think that's the truth of the world or you think that's the way things work. He's saying, let it be let things uproot if they're not if belief systems in you are are not enhancing your life are not bringing out the best in your relationships then consider that you have planted them deeply and they're up for change right because again the idea of incorrect perception these interpretations we have to be very careful about them and really get into the spirit more than the semantics of of what's being taught here. Incorrect perception. Again, this idea of right and wrong, um, especially from the tantric perspective, we've got to shake it up. What we're looking at, there's really no right or wrong or bad or good, but there is appropriate. There is appropriate for each individual, what is going to bring out the best in you? That's what appropriate is. What is most life-enhancing for me, for the people around me in this moment, right? And so... If we're finding that the way our mind is working or seeing things is, is sort of shutting down the flow of solution and betterment, then, then we're looking at incorrect perception. And then we're looking deeper to the source. It comes from practiced thoughts that have gelled into a belief system that is a, becoming a cloak. It's becoming a cloak. And and to be aware of this is the first step to begin to gently uproot it and dissolve it and shape shift it so that the perception is allowing some solution to come through. So again, he says, incorrect perception, or this is the interpretation, inappropriate perception, let's say, is illusion based on false beliefs that have been observed, accepted and embraced. So, This is a wonderful thing about the uh, yoga practice. The reason it's called practice is, again, everything is in flux, and we're learning that what we practice becomes the cloaking that can either enhance the flow of samadhi or shut it down. It can either dam up the river or can put a sweet little canoe in it, point it downstream, and take us on a great ride. And the sutras are helping us focus and organize our minds to be that canoe that goes with the flow, that trusts it and enhances it. Thanks for tuning in. Aloha.